Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 to 8. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come, and I look, and behold, a black horse, and his rider had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures, saying, A quart of wheat for denarius, and three quarts of barley for denarius, and do not harm the oil and wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come, and I look, and behold, a pale horse, and its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed him, and they were given authority over a fourth of the earth, to kill with the sword, and with famine, and with pestilence, and by wild beasts of the earth. This passage reveals prophetically the events near the beginning of the seven-year tribulation period. There will be hyperinflation when the third seal is open. Food prices will shoot through the roof. Interestingly, only basic necessities will be affected, but not luxury items such as oil and wine. When the fourth seal is open, the world will experience famine, among other things, resulting in the death of a fourth of the earth's population. If these events were to happen today, two billion people would be wiped off. Why do hyperinflations and food shortages happen? Well, there are varieties of reasons. Extreme weather conditions and attacks by pests such as locusts are common causes. War is another cause. As we read earlier, all this is common knowledge. However, few people are aware that food shortages and famines can also be man-made. We do not have to look too far back into history to find gruesome examples of such occurrences. The Ukrainian famine, known as the Holodomo, in 1929-1932, killed an estimated 3.9 million Ukrainians, about 13% of the population. The Soviet dictator, Joseph Stalin, wanted both to replace the small Ukrainian farms with state-run collectives and punish the nationalistic Ukrainians who posed a threat to his totalitarian rule. The same thing happened in China under Mao Zedong's communist rule. Like Stalin, Mao's attempt to forcibly collectivize farmlands in 1958 resulted in the starvation and death of between 30 to 45 million Chinese. I'm convinced by recent events happening in the West that similar tragedies may happen in the not-too-distant future. Likely, the food shortages and hyperinflation of basic food prices during the tribulation period are mostly man-made and to a large extent intentional. Few people notice that we are witnessing a serious attempt to tamper with the global food system. The global elites are undertaking a massive effort to control the global production and supply of food. This is a private-public partnership between the controller guards and the unelected officials of the global institutions, the United Nations and the World Economic Forum. Controller guard is a term coined by Seamus Brunner, an investigative journalist. It is a combination of the words control and oligarchs and it refers to a group of super-rich individuals who use their private foundations 
to influence and control politicians and governments for their own benefit. I know it sounds conspiratorial. It is, but it is not a conspiracy theory. It is a real conspiracy to control the nations and peoples. Consider this statement, which was reportedly made by Henry Kissinger. If you control the oil, you control entire nations. If you control the food, you control the people. If you control the money, you control the entire world. It sounds logical. Controlling food supply is one of the major strategic steps to controlling the world. Many signs point to the soon formation of a one-world government. And this is certainly one of those clear and present signs. From Poland to Spain, farmers in many European countries are now protesting against their national governments and the European Union. The protests are massive, with tens of thousands of farm owners and agricultural workers taking to the streets, blocking major highways with a convoy of trucks and tractors and disrupting supplies to the supermarkets. Government spokesperson and the mainstream media cited the reasons for the protests as rising debts, cheap imports, price pressures, climate change, and the strict laws of the European Union. All these are contributing factors, but the biggest trigger of the farmers' angst and anger is the climate policies and regulations, which make it impossible for them to operate their farms and continue with their businesses. They will have no choice but to be forced to shut down their operations eventually. The European countries and the EU's climate policies are part of the United Nations Agenda 2030. One of the UN Sustainability Development Goals, SDGs, in Agenda 2030 is to take urgent action to combat climate change and its impacts. The basic idea behind the climate or green agenda is to reduce carbon emissions arising from human activities, such as the burning of fossil fuels for electricity, heat and transportation. Livestock and fruit and vegetable farming have also been identified as culprits of carbon dioxide emissions. In the EU and European countries, the governments have removed subsidies, increased diesel tax and imposed new carbon emissions restrictions. For example, the use of pesticides will be reduced by 50% and the fertilizers by 20% by 2030. The ratio of the number of livestock to the size of the farm will also be significantly reduced to limit carbon emissions. The Netherlands has already started to implement this new policy in 2022, which makes it impossible for the farmer to be commercially viable. Jedini pravi cilj ovog zakona je konfiskacija privatnog vlasništva i oduzimanje poljoprivrednog zemljišta poljoprivrednicima. Što ima krajnji cilj, a to je nedostupnost organske hrane građanima. Znači, želi se onemogućiti prosječnom građaninu da može jesti normalnu hranu. All these policies are at best ridiculous and at worst diabolical. 
many people, including me, believe that the climate agenda is a Trojan horse aimed at bankrupting the small and medium-sized farmers to enable the big corporations to take over the farms. It is all about the control of food production and supply. For many people, the climate agenda and the United Nations Agenda 2030 do not make any sense. But it makes a lot of sense to the controller guards and the global elites running the global institutions. It should also make sense to Christians if we consider the eschatological prophecies in the Bible. How do you think the one world government is going to emerge? It is not going to happen out of the blue. It will involve a series of conspiratorial maneuvers at the highest level by the control legas and the global elites seated in the global institutions and the national governments in the West. The UN Agenda 2030 and the 17 Sustainable Development Goals are crafted by the Controller Guards, United Nations and World Economic Forum. This private-public partnership wields tremendous power over the global food production and supply system through its aggressive plans to mitigate the effects of global warming. Just that you know, this whole idea of human-induced climate change is a fraud it is an elaborate scam crafted by the global elites in their attempt at global control. Eminent scientists like Professors Willy Soon and Yen Plymer and many others have spoken out against it. No one has ever shown that human emissions of CO2 drive global warming. And if it could be shown, then you would have to show that the 97% of emissions which are natural do not drive global warming, see Yen Plymer. Nevertheless, the controller gas and the global elites at the UN and WEF continue to insist that the world will face an existential crisis unless the UN Sustainability Development Climate Goals are achieved by 2030. The primary reason many national governments set the 2030 deadline is because the controller guards wanted it that way. Let me give you an example. In 2019, the Rockefeller Foundation and a consortium of other controller guards-backed foundations announced that solving the global warming crisis would require trillions of dollars and they put up US 60 million of their own money. In the immediate aftermath, Klaus Schwab of the WEF and Antonio Guterres of the UN signed a memorandum of understanding, pledging a strategic partnership between the two organizations to expedite the implementation of Agenda 2030 and help to raise funds for the cause. If you still think that the present war on farming to ameliorate global warming is incredulous, consider the speech made by John Kerry in the January 2023 WEF annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland. John Kerry is the US Special Presidential Envoy for Climate. He claimed that agriculture contributed from 26% to 33% of all carbon emissions around the world and it will add half a degree to the rise in temperature by the middle of the century. Therefore, it had to be part of the solution. Addressing the European farmers' protests 
EU President Ursula von der Leyen laid the blame for the farmers' plight squarely on climate change. These global elites know about the problems created by the authoritarian climate agenda and carbon emissions restrictions, yet they have the cheek to assign the blame on global warming. It is quite a sight to see them lie and speak hypocritically without batting an eyelid. Meanwhile, as the war against farming is taking place, the control guards are heavily invested into sustainable agricultural technologies, new forms of synthetic fertilizers, and alternative forms of food. They fund research and invest heavily in companies producing laboratory-grown beef, pork, and chicken. Together with the WEF, they also encourage eating insects and maggots as alternative sources of proteins. Fighting climate change and the war against farming are not just about control. These endeavours are also a lucrative business for these controller guards. In closing, I hope that this video gives you an idea of the machinations of the global elites and how the one world government could potentially come about.